Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh everyone you're tuned in to the Nafs Connection podcast with me Seema Azmat aka Umrayyan I am a certified professional Nafs Connection mentor coach and an Islamic practice facilitator I help Muslim women navigate through their spiritual struggles by enabling them to find iman and tawakkul in their lives We are in season 2 of the Spiritual Connection Stories series. Listen to me talk to my guests about their spiritual connection stories, their pivotal moments, inspirations and aspirations with regards to their connection with themselves and Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. With an hope that this creates an inspiration for you too, inshallah. My guest today is Sister Kulsum Kazim. She is a certified life coach, counselor, motivational speaker and author. She holds a bachelor's degree in psychology from York University. She also serves as a women's chaplain at the University of Toronto, Mississauga. She is also two courses away from completing her associate's degree in Islamic sciences from Mishka University. She is an instructor at the Aitri Institute and inspires to spread the message of Islam. with the various projects that she is involved with so jazakallahu khairan for being with us kulsum so can you please share a little bit more about yourself with us inshallah yeah sure so i always get uh, stuck when i have to like explain you know anything about myself um so i mean you pretty much summed it up so the work i do is you know i or i work with women on a daily basis i'm a life coach and a counselor so i i speak with women globally um so i have you know clients in uk dubai canada us all over and we deal with all sorts of different struggles that they have um and because i value you know islam in my life i'm an instructor at an islamic institute i'm studying islam so i try and make sure that i'm combining both things and and being able to guide you know the women that i speak to whether it's through like speaking engagements or my written work or spoken work um and on the side i mean i'm your regular person i'm a wife i'm a i'm a daughter and i'm a soon to be mother inshallah so yeah alhamdulillah that's me in a nutshell alhamdulillah alhamdulillah barakallahu feeki that sounds really great and congratulations thank you uh, for being a mom soon inshallah may allah grant you a, a child that is a coolness to your eyes amen 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 So um let's dive right into our yeah. questions inshallah so i i want i want to know like you know what was your earliest understanding of who allah is yeah you know um people usually ask me like so when did you start practicing and and how did you start practicing and the thing is you know like when you grow up as a muslim um a lot of times you take islam for granted So I mean, I'm, I grew up in a Muslim family. You know, you do the regular Eid prayers, and and you know what Juma is, and you know like all the basics of who the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is and who Allah is, but you don't understand the role that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has in your life. So it wasn't until I, I as soon as I finished high school, uh, I guess I always had that awareness of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, even throughout high school. So I would try to make sure, you know, I never high five a guy or you know like anything like that. um but obviously i didn't wear a hijab at that time and so when i finished high school i don't know what it was it, it's like you know they say that guidance is from allah subhanahu wa taala so i started wearing the abaya i started wearing the hijab and that's where my journey of understanding who allah is started 
And I think it's now that I understand who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really is. Because as you're going on your journey, you get so many um, mixed messages from people, right? Like people tell you like, oh, your worship is supposed to be very individual. Um, and then you have people, you know, saying that it's supposed to be like this and this. And so it gets very confusing. And so now I understand, you know, the role that Allah is supposed to have in your life and how you're supposed to circle kind of everything around around Islam. So I think it's a, it's a continuing journey for everyone. But for me, it started um, right outside of high school, pretty much. I don't know if that answered your question. Yes, it did. It did, subhanAllah. And I, I can totally um, understand what you mean by the shoulds, right? Because I guess yeah. majority of the time we are like... Uh, told exactly like this is halal and this is haram and this is that is it islam is just reduced to uh, being uh, a bunch of fatwas and there is like the deeper connection is lost um in in regards to i'm not saying like i'm not dismissing the fact that subhanallah no that you know that um it, it is it has its own place the 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 fatwas have their own place but on a day-to-day -day basis we are not sitting and thinking about like you know um what is uh, we are just living lives is what i'm saying is like we're living lives and then how are we living lives with that connection with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's so important and I, I i can just see like you know what you shared about your own uh, story about how it happened um yeah it, it was like you you said that you know uh it just you just started like in high school you just started wearing hijab and what is your memory of that like you know was that kind of like any kind of a pivotal uh, moment for you was it something like a turning point or was it just something which you naturally felt inclined towards to it honestly i think it was just something i naturally felt inclined towards you know like it was something that i know muslims are supposed to do you know, you're supposed to cover yourself. So I grew up with that, at least that understanding. My mom, obviously, she wasn't wearing a hijab at that time either. She actually started after I started. Um, so yeah, I think for me, it was it was really random. Um, and yeah, and then the journey from there kind of continued pretty much. So alhamdulillah for that. So um, I, I feel like, you know, my journey has been like, a little different because yeah. I never was a practicing. I wasn't practicing, although I've, I was born into uh, Islam. I was yeah. born into a Muslim family, but I wasn't practicing until much later, like until I, after I had my kids. And um, yeah. uh, it's interesting, like uh, just yesterday I was talking to a friend and uh, we were talking about like, you know, our journeys. And, um, and I don't know, the conversation just fell on that. <laughs> Like, you know, when we started talking about uh, like how it all started for us. And for me, when I think about how it started for me, it was um, not even like, you know, uh, it wasn't intentional. It's not, it wasn't like for my friend, she made a dua. Like, you know, she had asked Allah to um, show her whatever that it was she needed to see. But for me, it wasn't like that. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't have any kind of... Um, that I made that it needs to be answered but I think it all starts the the conclusion of that conversation that I was having with her was that it all starts with hidayah right so it's just that Allah it, it comes from Allah the, the starting point is that like you know we don't whether we see it or we don't see it the point that it starts is that hidayah from Allah that he yeah. 
put something in our hearts so that we start practicing or we start wearing a hijab or we start like whatever that um, that first step was for us right yeah yeah and I was I was gonna say two things the first one was kind of funny you kept saying Hidaya and mm-hmm. we're actually we're having a baby girl and we're actually naming her Hidaya so just you like saying the word Hidaya was like was like just interesting um but uh yeah it was so funny but yeah the second point that you said sister Seema is so right right like it really starts from the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I remember even when I was younger like when I was you know seven years old eight years old I would sit and I think I did like my first itikaf obviously it wasn't a real itikaf but um it was around the age of eight and I used to pray to Allah oh Allah like I really want to be uh so close to you you know, and I mean, I'm eight years old, an eight year old doesn't know much about the deen, but it's that love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you have. It's that fitra that you're born upon, um, which recognizes that there's a creator, that, you know, there's this, you know, magnificent design in the world. And when you recognize that, then you start doing things for the love of, you know, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, so yeah, you're totally right, you know, subhanAllah. It's also what we carry in our hearts, right? Like, um, he sees it, he sees what we carry in our hearts and brings us to that point where uh, he wants this for us, he wants this guidance for us, he wants us to be in his obedience and submission, subhanAllah. Yeah, subhanAllah. Um, I'm interested to know if you have any kind of blocks you know because we know as humans sometimes we can get stuck you know and uh, mm. we can fall out of the wakul. and have you had such moments uh, uh i don't know i mean i feel like there's been so moment uh, so many different moments but the biggest block i would say that uh, and this is kind of like a very deep deep discussion right because I'm not going to focus like you know today as we're talking I don't want us to focus on the general um, you know when you think of spirituality people think of it as a very individualistic thing and when we think of worshiping Allah we think of it as a very individualistic thing and I want us to get away from that understanding so if you were to say like what my block was that was my block My block was thinking that Islam is a very individualistic religion. It's a very individualistic deen. And and I think a lot of people have that block, right? Um, And I know know it's probably not the answer you're expecting. You're probably expecting like an incident or, you know, something like that. But I feel like apart from those incidents, this is the biggest block that people are facing. We have to realize we're living in in a world, whether you're in the the west or you're in the east it doesn't matter this idea you know like the western ideology the the ideology of secularism and and these liberal you know like ideologies and beliefs have creeped into all of our homes right and so we've really start started to privatize our religion our deen and i think we have to step away like just today actually um i taught a class for you know i, I teach young girls not young girls but I teach women and today we discuss the difference between the term Muslim and Saleh and and being a Saleh literally is you know you're righteous and you're praying and and you know how to do wudu properly you know how to wear hijab properly and you're doing all of this but at the end of the day that action is only for you 
the muslih is better than a person who's a salih and what does that mean is because the person who's a muslih is enjoining good and forbidding evil right that the person who's a muslih is looking after his community right he's not just looking after himself he's looking after the community he cares for the ummah he understands that the issues in palestine are issues that we are facing they understand that the issues that were you know Uyghur or like our Uyghur brothers and sisters are facing are our issues so my biggest block has been exactly that was not realizing that um you know islam is not an individual thing and I think a lot of people have grown up with that understanding because unfortunately people don't speak up about it, you know, and, and when you read about deen, you just think, okay, you know, you're just supposed to pray, read Quran, and that's about it. So I think that has been my um, biggest thing that I've, I've started to overcome. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah, that is uh, indeed really, really deep, SubhanAllah, and, yeah. and, and a perspective that most of us don't even look into, like, you know, it's, um, yeah. like you said, we are all um, uh, focused, so focused on our own, uh, whatever that may be going on for us, that we don't look yeah. at the communal, communal aspect of what Islam is all about, and I remember, like, when I was doing Islamic studies, and I was, like, yeah. learning about, um, uh, the, the community, how much a Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he uh, emphasized on the community and, and yeah. even with, if you, if you take it like even if we can just go and look at the foundational level, like you know, even yeah. the family itself, like how it's so important to have the community for the children and um, uh, that kind of builds up that the, the year builds up this kind of a spark in the children to live within the society, to live with the community. And like they say, yeah. it takes a village to raise a child, right? It's a, it, it starts within the family or the communal aspect of that. Exactly. And I guess uh, nowadays it's it's missing, even including myself. I, I live... Uh, I live alone with my husband and children so um, and now alhamdulillah I have my mom living with me but for the longest time for at least uh, 10 years I have been living by myself so I can see that in the impact of that even in my children's life that they don't have that kind of support from the uh, from the extended family you know so yeah yeah and and it's so important because when you do not provide that kind of an environment for your children when they are growing up, um, yeah. I guess that's where it all starts, right? Because unless you are going to see this happening in your life from the beginning, yeah. how would you grow up thinking about the ummah in general? Subhanallah, that's yeah, that's something like like you know, Subhanallah, it just sparked that thing, that thought in me right now when you discussed about that. It's Alhamdulillah. Yeah, because I feel like that is the biggest block that we have i mean the others are obviously you know like understanding allah and then you know trusting him and and making dua and, and having khushu in your prayer and, and and these are like not little either these are big things as well right um but if we're talking about like the biggest block that people are facing it's this individualistic uh, mentality which uh is is in affected our homes is infested our hearts and and we have to take the steps to start um yeah creating dialogue about it and, and getting out of it inshallah
Yeah, true. I totally agree with that. I also like just want to just add to what you just shared is that I think like um, mostly, uh, especially in our times now, we are so focused on um, our, our own nafs, you know, we are so yes. focused on our nafs and it's like we are, um, recently I had this realization that um, subhanAllah, what inspires me to get out of bed and face my day you know is more uh, it depends on my responsibilities that i have like other people have on me like you know my why do i need to get out of bed and why do i need to do these things like you know the, the tasks on my list is mostly because like i have these people in my life who i who i'm responsible for and they need me to do certain things for them right so be it my children be it my mom so with my husband so it's like i i need to get up and do these things for them and i see that you know with that intention it's there is so much baraka in that there is so much baraka when you are actually doing things for somebody else you know when you're putting other people in in the forefront and doing those things for them for the sake of allah and yeah. i guess um when you do that uh that's when like you begin to see uh, you begin to come out of that nafsi uh, mentality or nafsi thinking and then you are you're able to do more for others subhanallah so. yeah subhanallah and you know um it's uh, it's a hadith in sahih bukhari actually that every one of us is a shepherd and in each one of us is responsible for his flock right so like we're all leaders in our own capacity and and we're all guardians for our people so if you're a father, you're responsible for your home. If you're a mom, you're responsible for your children and your community. If I'm a teacher, I'm responsible for, you know, my students and, and, and the people around me. So each one of us is responsible for that flock. And if we, and if we try to create that understanding, then we're all leaders in our own capacity. And if we're thinking from that leader mindset, um, then we're always going to want to implement change in society right? You're not going to want to be stagnant. And so when you look at the world and you understand how the world is functioning these days, you see a lot of gaps. And then and, and as a leader, you want to fill in those gaps, right? Mm. So yeah, subhanAllah, we're all leaders in our, our own capacity. SubhanAllah. That's so true. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Um, I, I also like just, um, just for our listeners benefit, I also yeah, want to, sure. um, just point out that this is not to say that, you know, uh, it doesn't start with you. It, of course, starts with each one of us, like, you know, within us. Yeah. Uh, it, it is not to, um, it is not selfish to um, think about ourselves too, in terms of like how we are praying and like what Sukhulsun was saying, it is important, Hushu is important, focus is important, Ibadah is like, you know, individualistically when we are praying, those things are important as well. But then when, um, when you start thinking a little bit outside of that and look to people outside of you as well, like, you know, there is Baraka in that too. So it's not all, it's a, I think from, when I think about it, it's a fine balance of how much um, you're focusing on yourself and how much you're focusing on the people uh, who you are responsible for. So it all always comes back to that balance, right? See, I don't even know if it's about balance, right? Like, for example, we are supposed to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is the core of spirituality, right? And, and yeah. you have to do what Allah wants you to do. So 
like just because you're caring for the community doesn't mean that it's void of you taking care of yourself we shouldn't have that mentality that it's either or like that mentality in and of itself is a very secular ideology and let me explain what i mean by that right just in a nutshell when we say like it's secularism and i know this is probably so new for people because trust me people don't talk about it that much right secularism is what it's literally the separation of state from religion so it's privatizing religion inside the home and and outside the home you can do whatever you want right and so deen was never supposed to be separate from our dunya matters right so going back to what you said it starts from what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from you and understanding allah if you do that then you're going to know that you have to pray five times a day and you have to have khushu in your salah. You have to, you know, understanding Allah means that you know that you have to um, be connected with the Quran and the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it also means that you have to, um, you know, care for your community and care for the ummah. So it's never about either or. And like with this idea of balance, I don't know if it's so much about balance. It's about what is priority at that time. Right. It's what it like, for example, if there is um, 10 minutes left until Salah, right, Salah is done and there is or let's say there's like half an hour left until Salah and there is a person that's on the street and they need your assistance with something and it's going to take only 10 minutes. What do you do? Right. People would be like, no, let me quickly pray and then help the person. But actually, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would tell you to go because it's not haram to pray in like in that span of time as long as you meet that time so your job is to then go help the person right mm -hmm. and then come back and you have 20 minutes to pray see that is priority but when you're thinking about yourself only right you're like no no no, no i need to pray because like it's for myself but that's where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says no think about what i would want you to do in that case i mean there's a case when um, you know, even in, in, in like the battles, the Prophet and the Sahabas had to kind of combine their prayers because they were, you know, taking care of a communal affair. Right. So going back to what you said, we should never feel that, um, you know, like you emphasize, we should never feel that it's void of doing taskiyah. Like taskiyah is very, very important. If you are not connected with who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is and you don't understand what la ilaha illallah means, you're not going to be able to do anything. And la ilaha illallah doesn't just mean one thing, right? Yeah, it means to implement Islam, um, but it has to start from you making sure that you your heart is connected with Allah, that your heart is pure and you're purifying your heart and you're, and you're staying away from sin and you're doing all of these things. But what happens is people, I think they incline towards just caring for the self. And um, uh, yeah, they get lost in that. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I, I, I think I, I hear what you're saying. And um, it's it's like when you recognize Allah, because it is in your fitrah, right? It is in your fitrah to understand Allah. And when you do that, when you are going back to your um natural disposition everything else the the rules and regulations and the uh, uh 
whatever that we have, like, you know, the actions of uh, the Iman, like the actions, the aspect of the actions where we are praying and everything, it becomes a natural consequence of knowing Allah. It just, it just becomes a natural part of who you are, right? And, um, and, and even like when you said about like helping uh, people, it, I think it's just coming from a place of wisdom, knowing what to do in that moment. And um, again, being keeping Allah center of your decisions and your choices, like, you know, okay, let me just go help this person and come back. You know, that's, that's coming from the place of wisdom within you that Allah has placed, subhanAllah. And that is yeah. the balance that I was trying to talk, uh, actually trying to talk about, like, because we do need to have, I, I guess balance is something which Allah has created us with, you know, and that when what you said was like a natural consequence of all these things is that balance. You fall into that balance, right? You Even the priority, when you're choosing the priority, that also becomes like a natural consequence of that. SubhanAllah. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I incline towards, I used to, um, be really big on the the idea of balance, but I think it's really about um, priority, right? You prioritize what you need at the time that it's needed. Um, like you said, right? It comes from that wisdom of understanding who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is and what he wants from you. And I think that's the thing people are missing is, is really understanding who Allah is. Like, for example, take, you know, when we're talking about spirituality or we're talking about like even making the idea of making dua if you don't understand who allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is you're always going to lack in you making dua you're not in, like i have this i have a journal and it's called allah lord of the impossible and the whole concept behind it is that allah is so capable of so many things and we just don't understand so we're always aiming low in life. We're always like trying to live a mediocre life. We don't understand that all we have to do is ask Allah, right? Allah is the one who gives. Allah is merciful. Allah is listening to you. Allah is ar-Rahman, ar-Rahim. And he has all these beautiful names, Asma Husna. And so why do we limit him in our minds, right? And that just that understanding also comes out when you're making dua. And, and, and see, dua is something we all we all do, right? Like we do it on a daily basis whenever we want something. But even in that, there's so much depth and deepness that um, that comes from the core of, you know, understanding who Allah is. So really, I think it goes back to understanding who Allah is and, and yeah, you know, what Allah wants from you. I think that's like yeah. the core of everything we've kind of discussed right now, right? That's true. Hanallah. Yeah, bottom line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I, I was just like uh, thinking about even like, you know, what you were talking about, uh, how yeah. um, secularism has entered into our worlds and you know, yeah. inside the houses and outside the houses. And um, what do you think is needs to be done? Like, you know, to overcome that because this is something which is like creeping in in our uh, houses and households without even us knowing through various avenues yeah. right so um, i would just like to hear some your thoughts on that i think it's a couple of things right on uh individual basis it's um it's a couple of things so educating yourself and really understanding what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants what was it that the Prophet ﷺ spent his life doing? 
right? Did he spend his life in a, a room locked up praying? No, he didn't. Right? He was out there and he was he he was concerned about the affairs of the Ummah. So the first thing is understanding and educating, reading the lives, you know, reading about the life of the Sahaba, reading the life about the life of the Sahabiyat. So educating yourself, grounding yourself in proper Islamic knowledge, one. And second is enjoining good and forbidding evil. So if we're talking about how are we going to deal with secularism, well, it's not going to be an individual task. You have to come together as a community. So whether it's a group of ladies that have a halaqa, whether it's, you know, um, your local masajid, um, your local community centers, whatever it is, you know, having programs and, and things available for people and, and kind of looking in your community and seeing where the void is. You know, what can you do to stop um, some of the haram from happening to the best of your ability, right? Like just here in Canada, we recently had a really bad incident of racism where someone shot, not, not shot, sorry, not shot. Um, he literally drove into four, you know, a, fa a family member, four people that were walking just for a night stroll. And so after that, you know, Canadians, the Canadian Muslims here realized that we are lacking in Islamophobic laws so that the community got together and started to advocate for that. So the first step, educating yourself in Islam. Second, you know, enjoining good, forbidding evil as a community, making sure you're a part of some sort of community of, of, of sisters or brothers or, you know, mm -hmm. and um, doing the best that you can to, to uh, spread the message of Islam and, and in accordance to what Islam actually should be spread as if that makes sense yeah absolutely subhanallah subhanallah i know it's really deep yeah. <laughs> deep things <laughs> subhanallah so uh, if there was just one thing from everything that you shared today kulsum if you want mm. our listeners to take away what would that be oh that's a tough one um Oh, that is a tough one, you know, like in terms of like what they should be doing or what they should focus on. Um, I would say, you know, go and study the seerah. Like really, you know, if we want to follow the footsteps of the Prophet ﷺ, when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to dealing with our relationships, when it comes to anything, then it's going to come from the life of the Prophet and through the guidance, you know, sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then it's incumbent upon us to go and educate ourselves and, and, and become part of, you know, a community that's teaching us all these things. Um, so I would say that is my takeaway and connect with Allah. You need Allah in your life. Allah is, should be the core and center of every single thing that you're doing. Without him, without Islam, you are going to be a mess. There's, it's, not, it's not a joke that people around us are committing suicide, right? We have so many actors. There's like actors in Hollywood, rich, famous, you know, like big brands, but they committed suicide. So Islam is here to help you. So make Islam the center of your life and see how Allah blesses your life and puts barakah in it, inshallah. I know it's a long takeaway, right? <laughs> it is a beautiful takeaway. I mean, uh, perfect uh, 
perfect takeaway like you know i think um that's the best advice like we could give uh, to to ask people to go and educate themselves in especially about our deen especially the seer of a prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam because there is so yes. much so much that we can learn from there subhanallah the way he was and um uh, and try to implement that in our own lives inshallah 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 alhamdulillah inshallah so if anyone who is listening to this podcast wants to get in touch with you also how can they do that yeah so um they can go on my website uh www.kulsumkazim.com so k u l s o o m k a z i m.com um or you can find me on social media so on facebook or instagram instagram I'm a little bit more active facebook not so much uh you can just type in kulsum life coach and uh yeah I should be there and my email will have my website will have everything so you can just go on the website and um yeah get in touch with me inshallah jazakallah khairan and jazakallah khairan for this completely different perspective it was very enlightening it was very um thought provoking subhanallah and something for our listeners to think about alhamdulillah yeah you know so i was just thinking i had no idea that this is what we would be discussing i just like i was like oh you know we're just going to talk about my journey and things like i feel like sometimes allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to say something and it just comes out and and you just start flowing with the conversation so i really feel like this is from allah and you know i want to say thank you for for facilitating this and allowing people like me to you know speak about things like this and you know may allah put barakah in everything that you do and grant you lots and lots of success in this world and the hereafter i mean and i totally agree i totally agree that everything that um uh, that's the reason why my conversations are very uh, not at all scripted they're very naturally flowing so yeah. because we don't really know where they, they will take us and definitely 100% i completely agree that whatever we are meant to talk it is 100% coming from allah subhanallah subhanallah alhamdulillah You were listening to the Nafs Connection podcast brought to you by Levelton Muslima Life Coaching. To learn more about me and how you can work with me, visit my website www.leveltonmuslima.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under leveltonmuslima.life.coaching. Stay tuned for more stories. This is your host Seema Azmat aka Umrayan signing off. Until next time, stay blessed.